Let's begin with a drum set. Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring. Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. 
Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Just like that. The time is now 8 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, good morning. That's a great dear, wonderful people. It is Tuesday. Uh, it's cold outside, actually. It's a little bit chilly outside. I personally am wearing a... Uh, I got on a nice white shirt and a great tie that you'll see at 8, 10 a.m., but it's a little bit of a chill for a brother. I am skinny, so when the cold hits me, it hits my bones, and I start shaking, looking bad and everything, and people are like, this guy need a dollar for some food or something? No, I just needed coffee. The drip, the coffee machine doesn't work at Trevor this morning, so they had to make me an Americano, and uh, it's hot water and espresso. Did you know that? I did not know that, no. Isn't that just, right? It doesn't even sound good. Like, just pour <laughs> hot water. Yeah, she just had a whole bunch of hot water and just poured the espresso. I was like, can you add a little more? So she made it kind of like coffee, but shout out to Treadwell. Anyway, enough about that. Saul Olivas is here. He says he loves this weather. Buenos dias to you, dear brother. Saul, you know what? You're right. Let's not be, let's not be pessimists. Let's be optimists today. Uh, Moro Jacobo, good morning. Maria Chirito, Johnny Felix, Jennifer Ryan, Mayton is here as well. But we got a great guest today. We have a leader. We have a mentor. We have a student conduct and education coordinator. And that trail of superlatives leads to only one person, our friend and yours, Mr. Richie Heredia, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, that's right, because the H is silent. Yeah. How you been? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Uh, and thank you for that introduction. I really appreciate the the, the kind words and the, the words of affirmation. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. I have to say one thing else, too, that doesn't happen very often on this show. Richie is dressed better than me. My God, this man looks... Absolutely stunning. And at 8 10, when the cameras come on, you will see this fly cardigan that he has on. He's looking quite Dougly today. Quite Dougly. That's Douglas, right? Dougie, you get it? No. All right. Anyway, um, so we have news to talk about. But first, we're here to talk about the Triumph program. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with it, give a little preview of what it is and what you do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So just kind of like a, a short synopsis of it. Um, the Triumph program. Uh, it stands for transforming and impacting undergraduate men pursuing higher education. Um, and what it is, it's a intervention program aimed specifically at men of color. Okay. Um, uh, specifically at men of color, um, just with the aim of helping these men kind of um, navigate, you know, their educational journey both academically and socially, okay. um, and help students really kind of define their own notion of, of what success means, and helping provide the support for them to achieve that success that that they're aiming to to, to realize. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what are the age ranges of our 
of our people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a, that's a really cool thing about it, actually. So we um, at, at Wabanti, right? It's a community college, mm-hmm. um, and the cool thing is that it just serves uh, such a, a wide range of uh, range of students, right? Um, students straight out of high school, um, students going back to get their to get their GED, right? English learners, um, people who get into who are taking classes for fun. So it, it really, you know, the institution itself serves like you know from like you know really like traditional age college students to non-traditional um and the triumph program really kind of supports you know all of those students that want to engage and want to participate so um you know for the most part you know the i mean it really ranges i i'd, I'd like to give you a number but we we have some younger folks we got some older folks Good. Yeah. Good. yeah yeah because when a person needs um that kind of help or that kind of mentorship it could be at any age so why you know let's not limit ourselves right absolutely absolutely and the and the thing is right like even like you know right like uh like i'm older right I, I need mentoring we all need mentoring and the thing it's about like cultivating community so like you know connecting these students with mentors but also like um understanding that every student comes in with um this wealth of knowledge and wisdom mm-hmm. um and capacity um and that they are there to mentor to, to to be connected with a mentor but they're also there to support the community and share that wisdom and in a sense you know they're also mentors um for for everybody else there right now the history of it is it started at triton community college when was that Oh, that is a good question. I don't know. That's how we do on this. That's how, see, that's how we do it, bro. Bam. Got them all ready. No, um, uh, so don't unsure of the year. I can look that up. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, can, I can look it up too right now. All right. Uh, but yes, it started at, at Triton Community College. Okay. Um, and really, they, they, they had just phenomenal um, results. In, in, in the way they organized and the way that they were able to build community and the way that they were able to, to serve and connect with these students and connect mm-hmm. them to mentors and, and leadership opportunities and such. Um, and because they were so successful that first year, they really um, expanded to other institutions, right? Um, they're here at Wabanzi Community College. They're at a Kennedy King Community College, uh, of okay. Chicago yep. Community Colleges. Um, at Elgin Community Colleges, and the Triumph program is specifically for men of color. They also have like a sisterhood program that's called Surge, and Surge is aimed at the basically the same concept, but aimed at supporting women of color. Okay. Um, and that is not at Wabanti currently. Right now, we have Triumph. Um, but that's I mean that's that's the origin of it. They it started at Triton, and it just they found success and, and, and wanted to spread this model, this love, mm-hmm. um, this support and, and started connecting with folks and and thankfully, you know, they they we're here at Wabanzi and uh and we're able to, you know, kind of implement this model here with our students in our community. Hmm. So um with the uh the with with Triumph coming about, was that in response to a lack of services that these institutions had or is it a strengthening? So is that to say, like, well, there weren't, there was nothing being done to help um, men of color, so we created this to do that, or is it we have this department, this department, this department? They're doing all right. We could do it better. Let's make triumph. Was there nothing to help the the communities of color, or was this a response 
too. You know what I mean? I got you. I got you. No, that's a really good question. And um, for for what it's worth, I mean, I'm I'm still fairly new to Wabanzi. I started kind of during this pandemic time, mm-hmm. right? And it's to my understanding that like you know Wabanzi has always been really like innovative, um, in the way that it tries to support. Um, our students in our community um, and trying to do it in an equitable way, right? So there's are there's already been um, kind of services provided to, okay. to to students there, like for Trio, for example. Shout out to Trio and the people that work there. Um, right, they're kind of one of the the, the main supports for right. for kind of men of color there. Um, academic services, I I I, I've, I understand was very critical. I, I think this program really stemmed from the fact. Um, that the retention rates for black men specifically were abysmal, right? right? Um, and 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 just aren't just weren't on par with kind of a you know more privileged you know affluent kind of students, right? right. Um, so it, it it stemmed out of just trying to support this community a little bit sure. more and trying to trying to address this. Um, I, I mean, really significant issue, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of why, you know, like, why are these students starting? And why can't we retain them? Why can't they, like, you know, well, what's going on? And, and what can we provide them so that they stay here and, and finish, you know, mm-hmm. what they're trying to accomplish? Okay. Yeah. In your time doing this now, what are some of the things that you have identified that are the problem areas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good question. I th- I think for one, um, with men, right? Because mm-hmm. this is for men of color. I think this like kind of lack of community okay. that 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 we face, um, and this lack of kind of vulnerability that that we um, that we're not as apt to really share, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like I, in in the work that I do, right? It's all about like community building. Um, and connecting with people because that's really what makes people's experience right not only like in like here but like just in life right the, yeah. the, the relationships that we're able to have and cultivate really help determine you know how how happy we are and and, and all and just you know it, it impacts us it impacts our mental Absolutely. wellness and you need that mental wellness to 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 do this because like academia can be hard right um academia can can, can be hard um and just you know, providing a space for 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 us to like you know talk about like a variety of issues to talk about our experience, but really to 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 connect and to be vulnerable with one another, and to just share space. Sometimes that's all it is, just to be able to share space. Um, and 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 thinking about how we use the space, right, to empower one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and to 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 be empowered ourselves, right. But that that's one obstacle that this lack of community. Um, another another um obstacle is that a lot of the students that we serve are first generation college graduates okay. or will be first generation college graduates, right? But they're first generation college scholars, um, and they're just kind of like navigating these waters that they don't that they haven't like had to navigate before that they can't reach out. No to parents their... to ask about it, right? Exactly, no family members, right? Um, and it's uh. I mean, it, it makes a difference, right? It, it, that's why there's all this research on it. Um, so, so that's one obstacle. Um, the other obstacle is just, um, I mean, like learning in high school looks different than it does in college, right? In high school, you you read something and you regurgitate it, right? And you mm-hmm. put it on the test, and that's what learning is. 
and the way that it's structured in, 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 in kind of this uh, higher educational setting, right? Like now you have to like synthesize information. You have to internalize. You have to like critically think about how it is that you're using this information. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's what it is, right? How, how, to, how, how you synthesize and utilize this information. And some students just aren't like, you know, don't know how to do that, right? Um, because they haven't had to before. And they have the capacity to do so. They just haven't had to use that kind of, you know, way of of, of learning before, and, and and think about that way of learning before, right? So part of it is, you know, trying to connect with students, um, in trying to connect with students, and in, in, in kind of you know guiding them and and how to kind of change their learning habits so that they can be successful in <clears throat> in academia. <clears throat> So yeah. Does academia or do our institutions, this is not a light shining only on Wabanzi Community College. Um are institutions and is academia uh are they adequate in addressing the needs of students? Gotcha. That's a really good question. Um I guess they can't, you know, we we don't expect the, the professors to be our parents. Yeah, but if I have an issue or if people have issues, is academia set up to really handle that before sending you off to the counselor's office or whatever? Yeah, I think that's such a like multifaceted question and there's so much that goes into it. Um I'm already like my mind is going No, a bunch yeah. Of, yeah. Of different ways. Cuz I've thought about that. Yeah. I've I've thought about it too. And this you know, you're the first person in in this position I've had to ask yeah. about it, but like uh, I was having a conversation about uh, cuz you know, they opened up the Latin X resource center. Resource yep. center, yep. right? Yep. So, I'm talking to somebody about it and this person is like, "Well, um, you know, thank God it exists." Boom 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 cuz like when you're a student and you're having a hard time, there's nobody to talk to. And I'm like, wait a minute. How can there be nobody to talk to if you're in the, the whole educational system? And, and Right? Like, yeah. But that's more of a, that's not knocking the institution. That's because the person who's there doesn't identify anybody they can talk to. So that's an argument. That's an emotional kind of argument. So I, you yeah. know, I, I, I don't yeah. know what it... I don't know if it's a yes thing or a no thing, you know. Yeah, no. And here, let me go on this. Uh, let, let me let me start sharing some thoughts and, and reel yeah. me back oh, yeah. in, yeah, for right? Sure. <laughs> if need be. Oh, um, you gonna go down a rabbit hole? I'm gonna right, go down a rabbit hole. Hold on, bam! <laughs> All right, go ahead, bro. Do All right. <laughs> so, so one thing, right? Like, um, when we talk about like a like like this emotional aspect and like finding community is really important for students, right? Um, the need to see yourself reflected, mm-hmm. um, and to build community. The thing about sometimes, and I don't know about, I, I just like in general in academia, right? It doesn't always reflect the experience of minoritized communities, right? So like you have students searching to like go to the Latin the Latin Access Center because it feels home to them, because it, it it's familiar to them. Um, there's the it, that enables students to thrive, right? Right. How do we translate that into academia, right? When you're talking about like I don't know English, like literature, right? Mm-hmm. How can you see like yourself represented in that curriculum? Absolutely. How, how can I see myself represented in that curriculum? So that's like one of the issues that there's like a lot of like research 
um, being done and, and has been done and, and, and people are like thinking more critically about it now. Um, the, 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 like, you know, the professors, instructors mm -hmm. of like, how can we, how can we, how can we, uh, like represent the students that we serve and how can we use that as a tool for their success and their persistence and their engagement, right? Because the more they see themselves reflected, the better that, that, that they engage, um, the better the outcomes are, right? Um, simplified, right? But right. That, that, that's kind of what, what it gets at. Um, and, and the thing is that like, you know, professors and stuff, um, often like I, I see that there's some professors that are just like phenomenal in the way that they engage students and, and cultivate um, like this space for students and, and support students, right? Um, but the thing about a professor's a lot of the time is that they're like experts in their specific field, right? right. They're they're like a like there's no question about that. They're experts at what they do. That doesn't mean that they're an expert at like teaching practices. Fact, right? I mean, you know, he's a professor of German history. <laughs> Him helping me with my TO's problems is not going to work. Yeah. You know, like it's it's. Thank you, Mr. Smith. But right, <laughs> sure, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so like you know, you have some professors that really like implement these practices of like, like a, like instead of like you know it being like test based, right? Like you know we're gonna do a collaborative assignment with your group, and that's how we're gonna evaluate it because that's what's gonna be like in the real world, right? Or we're gonna do this like a, we're we're gonna like do this research, and I want you to synthesize and share this information with me. Um, but we're going to do it in a way that you feel comfortable, right? Um, or in a way that you can express it, right? Because, like, you know, the way you express yourself um, versus the, why, the way I express myself or the way that y'all express yourself is different, right? Um, and if you use, like, the same metric, right, to, to evaluate everyone's, like, knowledge or, or whatever it may be, um, you know, you're, you're going to get skewed results. You are going to get skewed results. Yeah, absolutely. That's, because... That is, um, no, that's... That makes a lot of sense, and we see that we see that now in the way the military has changed. You know, and this is different from academia, but it's kind of the same thing. It's wanting people to fit a box for so long, but like now, there's uh, women have the ability to get like, uh, you know, they can join the Green Beret, they can join the SEALs, and things like that. So you have to widen. And allow for more opportunities for people to join. You have to assess things. You can't, you know, you can't, you can't go by 1945 <laughs> standard testing. Yeah. For young Puerto Rican dudes from Humble Park, it's not. So the so things have to change. But here's the other. But let me push back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Shouldn't there be an expectation of? the requirements of academia on those same students of color so isn't so that is to say shouldn't they be ready for the experience and i mean should the institution have to make sweeping um changes to include people that's a really good question and I guess my question to that, right, like we we're talking about like the preparedness for students coming into higher education, right? Are they all prepared the same way coming in? I would say they are, but that's not meant that's, you know, as a professor yeah. at AU, 
maybe that's the fault of the high school or the middle school. You know, I, yeah. should I be expected to lower my teaching standards because these kids may not be ready? Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that they should lower their teaching standards. And I'm not saying, right, 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 sure, sure. We're, I'm not saying that anyway. We solve a lot of problems, but we may not solve this one today. <laughs> what I am saying is just that, that the way that they evaluate what learning is isn't always to the benefit of the student that is okay. doing the learning, okay. right? Um, yeah, 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 that, that, that's right. That's what I, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I totally, I agree with you. I believe that institutions have not adequately, and this is a blanket statement. I, yeah. I think Wabonzi Community College does fantastic work. Before the so before too. the mic came on, we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I do believe that just by the nature of what they have been doing for so long, change moves slow. Yeah. In your at your, your institutions of higher learning, it moves slow. And I think it should have moved a lot better. I think that one of the problems with the representation is because, like, for we'll, we'll take English literature, for example. Just busloads and auditoriums of students have been filled and going through all of these educational institutions for so long, learning great English literature. And oratory and all those things but in that same period of time black Asian women people have been writing new American literature mm-hmm. they've been writing new stories to detail their own cultural experiences but those works have not made it into the institutions and for decades we've just been teaching Everybody, from kids in Skokie to kids in Pilsen, we've been teaching them all the same thing. Mark Twain, <laughs> um, Emerson, the greats. But none of those greats, those greats still all look and sound the same. If we would have been giving some of the new writers after all these decades, I think representation could have been better. I, I think the problem would be not as pronounced as it is. Yeah. You know, that's just my personal opinion on that yeah in in here i can't i can't speak to the curriculum aspect of it right because sure. i know there's there's always changes in innovative stuff what i will say about like kind of what i'm thinking about these like kind of antiquated um kind of concepts right mm-hmm. that the, the the way that you know higher institutions set up it's a very antiquated thing right it is yeah. um and it wasn't set up in mind with the support and the success of minoritized students of women right like uh in in a lot of like our institutions are still kind of like founded and and have these models right so like you know what do we policies hard to change right policies can be hard to change but how do we change our practices to really support these students and 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 um and, and create this space where they can thrive where they can succeed right yeah yeah see that it's 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 a problem because it has not been done that's the whole thing. It's like America is America's your America's your old uncle complaining about everything because he's never seen it. 
oh, nobody's on the moon. I've never seen nobody on the moon. You know, people aren't traveling to, I haven't ever seen. And that's that's where we are, man. We should have been, educational institutions should have been infusing everyday societal cultures and pressures into these institutions to produce people who are adequate. They have the ability to be at the corporate level of professionalism, but they also know the price of bread on Broadway, you know? Yeah. Um, We've been going, we've been talking a long time, long time. The time is 8.24 a.m. Yikes, first check-in. All right, um, so good morning to Tracy Duran. All of our great people are here. Mark Hogan, good morning. Jasmine, she's here. Good morning, Aurora. Please send some prayers my way. Jasmine, we will talk after the show. Hope that you're all right, my dear friend. Claudia Lopez, good morning. Yolanda Dunn, good morning. Sue Withrow. Good morning to you. First time seeing your name. Shouts out. And Judge Bianca Camargo is here. Good morning to you, Judge. Monica, how you feeling? Good. Uh, you have a question from Josue. We got a question from Josue. In the educational system, America is stuck. Where is his question? Uh, so why do you guys think nothing has changed? Jose, Jose, all right. First, Saul is WCC alumni. Shouts out. Why do we think nothing has changed? We'll take Josue's question, then we'll go to a commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming nothing's changing. Like in the, I feel a lot of things are changing, right? Um, I feel that there's a lot kind of more focus and emphasis on um, kind of equitable practice and supports for minoritized students and communities. Um, and I think a lot of good work is being done. Um, and the thing is, it's just that, I mean, like, like here, do you know what the oldest like corporation in the United States is? Yeah, it's... Um, um... The guy who made the rail system from across America. Is it J.P. Morgan Chase? It is not. It is. Vanderbilt? If I'm not mistaken, and I'll have to double check because now you, <laughs> I have the seat of doubt. But the oldest corporation in the United States is Harvard. Oh, yeah. I, I think I can believe. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's Harvard, right? And, and, and like you think about the prestige of Harvard and stuff mm-hmm. and like the image that they've been able to produce. That's like how old, you know, like the educational system is, right? And it, and everyone followed this Harvard model. And there was other schools, right, that, that kind of went, you know, that tried, tried different things, right? But it's just so, it's just like such an old system, right? Right. Um, that it's just difficult to, to change. But a lot of good work is being done. Um, there's a lot of like folks that are thinking critically and innovatively about kind of how it is that we support students and build community um, and ensure the success, right? Um, and, and the thing is that, like, I always talk about this, right? Like, it's not just like a, it's not just like a, you know, what the institution is doing, right? But like, it, it, it's education is so multifaceted. It's so complex. It has to do with, you know, the K through 12 system and their practices and how they prepare students. And that has to do with the access that students have to like different, like, you know, schools. And that has to do with like um, the neighborhoods folks live Mm -hmm. in. And it's just it's just so much that that goes into it. But there's there there is a lot of good work. And like, you know, I I triumph is like one of those things that that's really trying to kind of impact and, and change this. But um, I, I think we're going to see a lot more change as time continues, um, and we're going to see a lot more like um, more equitable results and practices that will enable kind of our communities mm-hmm. um, to thrive. And I, I have, I have, I wholeheartedly believe that, and I have faith in that 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 things are changing, um, and that 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 nothing but good can come from it. I agree. 
I agree. I think the same. I think the same way. I think that. Uh, I think that as a country, with chiefly with the uh, legal system and the educational system, I think that there's really not going to be a. Um, there's not going to be a going back kind of thing. I do think that uh, people like yourself and the programs that you represent are the way forward. You know what I'm saying? I think that I'm. I'm happy to see any kind of creation. Like even when I was asking, like, is it because things aren't being done, or is yeah. it because things? Like, I'm happy to see any creation, real or perceived, that will help make sure that everybody can continue or take part or benefit or be brought up. Because um, for too long, the way I've always seen services is services were not set up to really help you. It was there to help the organization. Mm-hmm. We're open from 8 to 5, and we'll feed you. You come here at 4.55, you're popped, you know, and we're yeah. not open on the weekends either. Yeah. So your whole life revolves around the organization. If you want help, you have to fit the organization. You yep. got to go through there at their hours. If you don't speak English, that's too bad. Karen is here. So, you know, I like anything that helps to make sure that people can't fall through the cracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the time is 8.29 a.m., uh, uh, Monica, if you could, please take me to a commercial. Let me let me do this now. Dora Sanchez Soto is here, ladies and gentlemen. She says, I am an adult, I am an adult learn who attended Wabanzi and AU. There is more diversity in the curriculum now than years ago. Students of color do need better representation in education. We need to eliminate European Spanish being taught in our schools. It's better, but still not where we should be to embrace inclusiveness in our communities. European Spanish being more of a, a uh, Spanish or Portuguese dialect as opposed to like Central and Southern America. I would assume, yeah, yeah, from like okay. Spain. <laughs> right. Y'all didn't know I knew that, did you? Like, damn, knowledge. Okay. Peter Aguilero is here. Good morning to you, Peter. Buenos dias, Curtis, Bianca, Maria. What a team. I know he meant... Monica, the one and only. <laughs> Thank you very much, Peter. Uh, Peter is the proprietor of AA Electrical Contractors here in the city of Aurora. If you need anything done in your house, with the exception of making your coffee for you, they can do it. They can turn your lights on. They can turn them off. They can make your ice cold. He can make your heat warm. So shout out to Peter Aguilera. Okay, and then... I want to say real quick, I just wanted to make sure I saw this. Um, yes, Jasmine. Jasmine, we hope that all is well with you. Jasmine is our uh, very dear friend of the show, so we hope that everything is well with Jasmine. And Jasmine, if you need anything, you know a brother's number. Give me a call. Time is 8.31 a.m. Okay, here's the news. <laughs> Got to make sure that they hear the news. All right. Um, homeless and needing help left AIP Street Outreach obtaining a state ID, obtaining, obtaining a link card, excuse me, signing up for Medicaid, housing navigation, connecting to treatment for substance use and mental health needs, and much, much more. Our friends of AID, which is the Association for Individual Development, are here to help everyone in Aurora and Kane County. For more information, you can contact Lindsay Hartman at 630-465-1461. The number again is 630-465-1461. 
Also, don't forget that the uh, drop-off is coming up for Father's Day for men, and it's a toiletry mini-size drop-off. So if dad doesn't know how to shave, if dad doesn't wear deodorant, and if dad is ashy, um, all these great products will help dad get moisturized, make sure that he looks good when people come to the door, he drops you off at the mall or something. Um, so here's the things. Yes, we need toiletries, uh, shaving razor, shaving cream, all of it for dad. Here are the locations. Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry is one location at 834 North Highland Avenue. State Representative Barbara Hernandez's office at 540 West Galena Boulevard is another location. State Farm office at 2003 Montgomery Road, Suite 101 is another. And last but not least, Good morning, Aurora. Here, our office at 5 East Downer Place, Sweet Tea. We are another drop-off location. Um, so, yeah, this is going from June 1st to the 30th of June. So, time is now. Early voting is also underway for the primaries going on here. And I told you, when did I tell you? I think I told you Thursday. I told you Friday. I told you yesterday. And I'm telling you again today that when you come to downtown Aurora and you get your early voting done, in the Kane County office, which is Suite F, you are 68 feet away from Good Morning Aurora. That's how close you are to greatness. So think about it like this. Scratch up, DJ, real quick. Just scratch it up. Just scratch it up. Hold it. Not only can you serve your country by voting, you could also come take a famous selfie in front of the greatest news station in history. CNN? No. GMA. That's right. So come around the corner and see us. We're in sweet F. You'll see all the news on the window. But anyway, Illinois voters will select their party nominees for every statewide office in the primary election. Voters also can cast ballots for one U.S. Senate seat, two seats on the Illinois Supreme Court, all 17 of Illinois representatives in Congress, Congress, excuse me, every state senator and representative in the General Assembly and many county and judicial offices as well as some referendum questions. Um, through June 10th, early in-person voting is happening at, um, excuse me, in Kane County from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday at the Kane County Clerk's Office location, 719 South Batavia Avenue, Building B in Geneva, and 5 East Downer Place, Suite F. Okay, uh, the time is 8.34 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Erica Leon, good morning to you. Okay, so we talked about how Triumph started. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about how things are going currently. Um, did I ask you the hours of operation with Triumph or how people can get involved or, or the, the current machinations with it? No, no, not yet. Um they could get involved a variety of ways, okay. right? Um, what we kind of are focusing on right now um, is really trying to analyze and implement new like recruitment strategies, right, okay. for students. Um, because, right, this isn't like something like students have to do or anything, right? But we have to get the word out to like community members and and different like um, instructors. Um, in different offices and collaborate with them so that they can hopefully um, kind of refer students. Because in my experience, right, these kind of referrals work a little bit better than they do when we send out like kind of these mass emails, right? right. Um, but really all it takes is a student reaching out um, to us 
and and saying that they're interested in the program and we just kind of take it from there we meet with the student try to kind of come up with a game plan um put him on our list so that he can come to our events and stuff but I, we also do like a lot of outreach in terms of like you know new student orientation okay. um we try to be like visible and present when our institution does different kind of events um we try to do tabling try to find like different ways to connect with students so that we can kind of get them in the door and let them know about what the program is so that they can uh so that we can start working with them right and and and, and supporting them right um so we implement a, a variety of things as for hours right um we don't really have like set hours right like we, we do programming we, we we one of the i think benefits of this program is we use a lot of like student intake um, and input into the programs that we deliver right mm -hmm. um, so there's some like core things that that, that we th think is important for students like to, to focus on to be successful but a lot of the times you know they're interested in a topic um, specific topic and we can make that work um, but also like right like uh, a lot of our students are commuters right and they're only you know we only have brief times to catch them um, so you know we kind of take into account what time would work best for them mm -hmm. so sometimes we do morning events sometimes we do afternoon events um, uh, weekend events, right? Uh, sparingly, um, we haven't done too many of those lately, right? But it's really kind of when the students are available that we try to kind of tailor services and the programming that we do. Gotcha. Yeah. Jasmine says, I wouldn't say it's a European Spanish, going back to the uh, gotcha. uh, learning part, but however, it's definitely a hyper formal post colonial form of Spanish. All my classes excluded the verb conjugation for vosotros because you will never need this because we never think you will go to Europe, which was a real downfall when I spent years in Spain struggling <laughs> to learn what I should have learned in high school. Very interesting perspective. Thank you very much, Jasmine, for sharing that. Um, Jasmine also works at um, El Jefe. Okay. So... Very cool. This Very is, cool. We should talk about this over over lunch or a margarita someday. I like that. That's a good topic. <laughs> Alejandra too. Mascote, good morning to you, dear friend. Okay. Um, now, does this take place at the River Street location, or is this also going on at the Sugar Grove campus? Again, this is this is about the students, and this is a really great question, right? Well, Bonzi has four different campuses right five if you count the zoom right right yeah because <laughs> of the pandemic so so mainly we we uh we focus on the sugar grove and aurora campus okay right um and and i mean we go to where the students are right um we we host events where the students are um which mainly is the sugar grove and the, the aurora campus okay um and we do a lot of kind of like zoom programming um because we've had to because of the pandemic right um but sometimes it is more convenient for students and such um so that's another kind of medium that we use to kind of like try to connect um with students and deliver programming not the same right as being in person right um but but we uh, i mean we 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 do our best to try to engage the students as, as best as possible and, and keep them connected. Ismael yeah. Torres, good morning. And Tom Hebert is here, ladies and gentlemen. Tom, Tom be tuning in. <laughs> Tom Hebert be tuning in. Good to see you, Tom. Um, so, and uh, I had a question before I just mentioned Tom Hebert's name. Ah, that's right. What can we do for you? What can we, the community, do to help out Triumph? That is a great question question 
Um, and really, I, I came here with two calls for action in ways that the community can support our students um, achieve their success. One is one of the requirements to become an inducted scholar for our program, right? Okay. Is that students be complete service hours, right? You learn by serving, you learn about yourself, you learn about your values, you learn about leadership right. um, and serving capacities. So if there's any folks um, out there with service learning opportunities, um, I would love you know for folks to reach out so that we can connect our students. Um, internships as well, right? These are budding professionals, or, or maybe they're trying to try uh, new different things, right? But we're always looking kind of for opportunities to connect our students into like kind of like career fields that they're interested. But my main ask here today, in, in a way that I, I really think the community could support our students, is this mentorship aspect of the program. Because this program, right, is a persistence program, it's a support program, but above all, it's a mentorship program, right? And what we do is we, we aim to pair students with a mentor mm -hmm. um, so that they can, um, you know, get advice, seek guidance, um, seek professional advice, seek emotional support, whatever it may be, right? Every student is different. Every student has different needs, right? Um, but in building and cultivating this community, we see that our students thrive and, and succeed. And right now, we have lots of students interested in this program mm -hmm. and wanting to engage and wanting to, to participate, but not enough mentors to support the demand of students okay. wanting to, to be part of this program. So what I would ask the community um, and those listening, and maybe y'all could reach out to other networks, is to really kind of connect us with mentors or people who would be interested in, in just supporting these, these men in their educational journey, in their life journey. Um, and, and I think if, if, if I mean, if, if, if we could do that, man, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd, okay. I'd, I'd really appreciate it. All right. Um, well, we'll put out a call for action for that. We can do that. I think that's uh, we've got a lot of great. Well, we we both know Nick. He's on board with yep. it. Um, so I'm sure we can come up with a couple more good brothers to to help out, man. Yeah, absolutely. And can I take this time really quick to just get the shout out to the mentors that we currently have? Absolutely. Um, and just say thank you for 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 the time that y'all take um, to really connect with our students and support them. Um, and the mentors that we have are, are, are just phenomenal. They're, they're, uh, they get it, you know, they, they, they've, they've navigated these waters before. A lot of them are first gen themselves. Um, they know what it's like to, to kind of like go through this journey. And, and man, I, I have nothing but love and respect for, for, for them wanting to be engaged because it's something extra that they do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I'm just really grateful to to, to all the folks involved, uh, to Nick, to Victor, to to Franklin, to Gabby, um, just uh, Jesus, Rob. You know, we have a lot of folks, a lot of mm -hmm. good folks, and and I'm thankful that they're here and that they're part of our community. And uh, Yasmin, who's our other, uh, who, who's uh, who coordinates this program with me, she's going to be here today, right? Um, but she is a graduate assistant of NIU, and in two years from now, she will be a certified um counselor right um but she is just has done a phenomenal job of like mentoring and guiding and supporting these students 
um, and without kind of their support and their guidance, like the impact of this program just just wouldn't be the same. Right. Good. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Um, okay, the time is what's the time? Eight forty-three. Uh, Monica, would you please take us to a commercial? Give us a few local pieces of news. Thank you very much. No, because I had. Oh, so okay. it's just silent for like. For that time? Oh, okay. All right, good morning, everyone. All right. Uh, good morning, everyone. Here are your local headlines real news, real people, real stories, 100% Aurora. Don't forget just to please yeah. subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. Here you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. All right, the American Legion Post 84 will be presenting their 13th annual car show this year on Sunday, July 3rd from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. The lineup begins at 9 a.m. and this will honor local veterans. Taking place on historic Auto Road on LaSalle Street here in Aurora. Come enjoy a good time with a fantastic organization. There will also be a 50-50 raffle as well and for more information, you can call 630-474-5084. This Thursday, May 26th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., the Kane County Sheriff's Office will be hosting another forklift driver certification class. Registration is now open for the one-day training class. Card certification is good for three years. Scan the QR code on the flyer shared on our social media. There is a registration fee of $25, yes. which also covers your lunch. And I'll be sharing that registration link with you all in our chat. Cool beans. Um, Curtis already shared the um, collection thing for the Father's Day. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So Aurora's Juneteenth celebration will be taking place on Saturday, June 18th from 3.30 to 7.30 p.m. This will be held at Martin Luther King Jr. Park on the city's east side at Farnsworth and Grand Boulevard. Free admission and public is invited. There will be prizes, poetry, live entertainment, and a whole lot more. This event is sponsored by the African American Men of Unity, the Aurora African American Heritage Board, and the city of Aurora. Come out and have some fun this summer. Thank you very much for that, Monica. Thank you very much. Uh, Medea said they typically eat, teach Espanol Castellano in school. Um, that was about the uh, um, Spanish conversations. Dora said something important here. So students in our neighborhoods need to understand each other better when speaking Spanish and converse better with Spanish-taught students. Yes, we can travel to Spain and struggle, but we would communicate with our neighbors better. All Spanish dialogue is positive either way. Appreciate your point of view. Thank you for that, Dora. Uh, what do you think about that? 
the <laughs> the being able to communicate better in, in in Spanish. I mean, I think uh right, I'm not a native English speaker. Mm-hmm. Um and and there's a uh, there's a uh, I don't know. I feel like I communicate differently. It's important to me to be able to, to, to speak my language. Sure. Right. And to be able to connect with others through my language. Um, and we're not always, you know, given like the space to do so. Right. Um, and, and, and right. Like we speak it at home and that's usually it um, or, or out of necessity. But uh, I mean, I, I think uh, just really interesting. I think there's a lot of research done on like dual based like kind of learning like a mother tongue based learning right where where if you're like a native speaker you like um you you take classes in spanish right, right. um because if like spanish is like you take classes as a like as, as an elementary school student in spanish and in english um and because like spanish is your first language right and you're learning in spanish it really kind of sets the foundation for your language and it just makes you more apt to succeed so i mean i think there there's benefits to it in both like educational kind of terms but also in like you know in like community building and it's important to be able to to communicate in a way that you feel comfortable and it's feel comfortable to you if you had a johnny felix talento creations good morning if you had a magic wand with which to do or make any changes that you saw fit within academia, what would you do? That is a good question. That is a good question. Hmm. I mean, I can tell you what I would do. Yeah, what would you do? Just from a just from an outsider point of view, I would I would make the financial parts of the admission process easier for people because like we're talking about triumph and how it helps, you know, the the young males of color. Um one of the things that I do know about many households is that the experience of sending your kids to college, the first the first thing that's keeping parents up at night is how much it's going to cost. Yeah. So I kind of I I feel that if that could be addressed on the front end, then perhaps the work of a triumph would be easier, or the people who would have to benefit from a triumph that pool would be less. It could potentially help people, but you know that's just my opinion. Yeah. No. That's um. In in here, this isn't a. No, I'm not dodging your question, right? No, no, no. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but but that's like such an important factor in the success of of our students. Um, right, um, and something I think that that Wabanzi does uh, pretty well in, in like trying mm-hmm. to kind of uh, explain um, the the financial aid process and in doing like VAPSA workshops. I know um, you know there's programs like Trio that help with that. Uh, Money Matters um, with with uh, Jenny Becker. Um, it's all about like financial literacy and stuff, right? Um, so like the the financial aspect is, is such an obstacle for students and families. Um, and, uh, you know, just in the Triumph program, uh, we've been able to kind of really help students secure um, COVID-19 relief funds, right? Um, which actually stem from one of like the students, like first, like being able to to like realize that this resource was available. Like, hey, can we hook up our other scholars, right? right? Like in him taking the initiative to do that. So shout out to, to Martin and Yasmin for, for leading that. Um, and, and also like, you know, being able to find scholarships for students to 
to apply for. Um, shout out to Juan who just graduated, who got the the dream scholarship. He's this guy's got like an influx of scholarships coming in. Um, and and yeah, and and it's just like you know, kind of like like budgetary wise, and 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 like on this like topic of money. Um, the Triumph program is very fortunate in the sense that the the grant that we've received from like Triton, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who started this program is very flexible, right? So we we're, we're able to like spend and allocate money how we need to, and taking students to like like trips, um, and 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 being able to like um, host events and like offer like food and, and incentives for students to come, um, to be able and do outings and be able to like for to to do that right and try to expose students to like maybe like fun things that they haven't done before but just like fun things to to like hang out and and be together um and students also come to us with like right like financial kind of like supports and and and, and when we in the budget allows right we're able to support the students in in with like a with a small monetary fund to like get rid of an obstacle that they have in their Mm -hmm. way which is so important because like right money Money matters, and it, it it's such an impediment sometimes to like our our success and our ability to do the things that we want to do. Bruh, um, absolutely. And yeah, yeah, it's just um. But back to this magic wand question, I really would not know. I feel like it's just so it's so complex. You you wave one thing away, and all these other things still persist. Of course, see you know? that's and and that's one of the oh yeah we know that about life right. Yeah. I mean just when you thought like yeah I just need that taken care of, bing. As soon as you lift it, like ah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, we can ponder. I'll ponder. ponder I'll on ponder. That, <laughs> I suppose. Um. So the time is eight fifty three. Um. Monica put the link. For triumph in the chat um so we really need people to benefit or take advantage of that mentors are needed mentors are needed yeah mentors are needed uh volunteering opportunities and service learning and service opportunities as well um okay uh dora sanchez soto yes people can't even communicate with their own grandparents i'm just saying it really limits a student to the potential they can reach when the education system excludes certain things as a spanish teacher this is our friend anna okay as a spanish teacher i love this it's my first language and i'm making sure my kiddos learn it too good morning to you dear friend anna tradrea um nick thompson's here go triumph nick is a mentor and tracy hodges good morning um all right so this it's 8 54 a.m um, so what does, we talked about the past or the foundations we talked about currently, what's the next five years look like for triumph? Yeah. I mean, it is an impactful program with results, um, with a community, with support. Okay. And the goal is always to grow it, right? To grow it, to increase the impact that we have mm-hmm. to to bring more people in to continue cultivating community. So right uh, right now is the summer, right? And we're going to do some programming um, during the summer. But really the summer, you know, we, we, we use it to really connect with other kind of uh, folks doing this work, with other experts in this field to really kind of plan um, and, and, and think about the best practices mm-hmm. so that as we move into the fall and spring semester, we have um, we have just things planned for our students. We have opportunities planned for them. 
So like um so so right now we're just we're we're really focused on 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 um on evaluating and assessing um the 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 supports that we will be providing um and the and the and the events that we'll be providing um but really we i mean we just we just want to keep growing we want more students engaged we want more community engagement we want to move into kind of um the high schools and, and use this program as a way to 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 let students know that if Wabanzi is their choice that there's this program that exists that will be there um, for their success, for their support, um, and to continue gaining a mentorship and for, for our students and, and just being community. Community is so important. Right. Um, everyone needs it. Everyone like thrives in it. Um, and that's really what this is about to keep building and cultivating that community okay. for our students. Well, we, uh, we've been proud to have a, um, to build a great community here and, and strengthen with our partners and friends who watch the show so if uh, hopefully if anybody uh, can help you in those areas that you mentioned you know we'd appreciate our listeners to definitely do that and reach out to you uh we're connected so if you've got any flyers or whatever the case may be send them to a brother if we have to do a part two if we got to come to you or something like that you know we're dedicated to helping Try, you know, we got we're, we we plugged. As we, we already know that, so we got the yeah. same friends here. Yeah. So uh, we we need we're here to help you succeed, man. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. No I, doubt. No doubt. I, I really I'm really grateful to be given this platform to talk about the program, about the impact, about the work. Um, and like I said, I man, I'm gonna recruit you to be a mentor. For sure. I'm gonna need your support because our students need that support. Um, and I'm just grateful to to be here and to be able to to speak with everyone and of share my my thoughts and my experience in higher education good we appreciate having you um so the show ends on a positive note as i mentioned uh what is your message today for the uh people of aurora and our great listeners and viewers that is a good question um uh on this topic of building community you know uh you know connect with folks spend today reaching out to some people sending some positive affirmations um you know, it, it, it's the summer. It's a it's a good time. Uh, just connect with people and, and and let people know that you care about them um, and that you're here to support them um, because that's that's really important. And and we we all need that community. We all need that space. We all need that positivity. We do. We do. Um, well, so important to support the Latinx group. Great interview. Well, thank you, Dora Sanchez. Aha! Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, all right. It's Tuesday. Hope that you guys have a great day. We hope that you've been able to benefit from this wonderful interview. Uh, please get to know our friends at Triumph. If you can help with volunteer activities, service projects, or mentoring, uh, please be sure to reach out to them. The link is in the chat of this video. Thank you very much to our dear friend Richie for coming on to the show. Shouts out to Griselda. We were going to do that. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Before, yes. We, before we go. Before we go. <laughs> Shout out to our friend Griselda of Wabanzi Community College Student Life Program. Shouts out to the Student Life Program and Sugar Grove and everything like that. We love teaching the young people and helping them to grow, gain experience, and be uh, powerful people. Take care of yourself and each other.